1: All right, what's going on y'all this is maples we are back with episode two of temple of Hope uh before we get going I just want to uh, say thank you to everybody who uh you know reposted uh gave me feedback uh, passed it on to somebody else I appreciate you guys for uh just helping me get this thing started hopefully it's just started something really good and hopefully that I can just keep it going for you guys uh today we have a special guest uh we have Cameron Hay from the elite uh, media group what's going on man
0: I'm doing good, man. I appreciate you having me on. I, I watched the first episode you had with Clint. Thought <laughs> you did a really good job. You know, Clint is a character, but you can't, que- you can't question it. you can't question him. Like his work speaks for itself. Like me and Clint, had like a little. Uh, we I had a few like back and forth with him, but at the end of the day, he put guys in the league. You can't really you can't really like question him. I know he he, he knows how to get under people's skin, but. <laughs> right yeah I, had a, yeah I had a good episode i thought it was a, a really good one I'm, I'm happy to be able to come and follow that up
1: and be on the yeah. second one, so yeah, this is is basically why i started this is to just you know like i told you before we started recording just have uh conversations with guys i interact with what they have a high just understand the game of basketball and just gonna you know have That's come it. from a, from a place of good faith and just have honest conversations about what we think what we think and what we're looking at what's gonna happen so um before we get into this basketball stuff i want to talk to you about uh you guys are building something pretty special at the Elite Media Group. Talk about um, how that started. What you guys vision? What you guys vision is, and uh, what you guys are trying to do over there. Uh,
0: how it started? Okay, so um, it's 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 really wild. So <laughs> one day <laughs> it was one day we, me and my homie Mike, he went to college with me. We me me and Mike had already had like an idea, kind of like starting up a blog, like where people could like write about sports, write about Entertainment, music, everything like that. But one morning, Trev total at Total Trial move on Twitter. I know everybody y'all probably have seen him. Like, <laughs> yeah, shout
1: yeah, out
0: Trev. shout out Trev. But Trev woke up one morning and he DM'd me, like, Trev is from St. Louis too, and we both are out here at L. A. Like, Trev goes to USC. He DM'd me one morning, and he was like, "I'm about to start a group chat. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> like I'm about to start a group chat with like just a bunch of like people that." I see on the timeline every day uh, or people that are just, like, I think would be dope to be in a group chat with. <clears throat> and so he added – it was, like, me, a few other people. I'm pretty sure you guys, like, you know, Rod, just Rod, Cole on Twitter, Bansky, like, a few of us. And there was some other people as well. Um, and, like, we just – it started off as a regular group chat, just, like, you know, just laughs, jokes, talking about the NBA, NFL, everything. I think we started, like, almost a year ago now. Mm -hmm. And, like, it got to the point where we were like, all right, wait a minute. Like, we have a bunch of people who work in media or have worked in it, like, here. Like, we might as well kind of, like, pull the resources together and see if we can, like, start to make our own thing happen. And eventually that's what what it turned into. And now we have started – we started the Twitter account. Our site, I, we want to launch it on the 30th, which is the day the games start back officially. I think we, we're going to launch it on the 30th. We'll have content up and everything uh, That'd be for nice. That'd be nice. and everything. So uh, we're going to launch it, and we just want to give mainly African Americans and people of color, like, a platform to be able to to talk about all of the things that we talk about on the time. Like you, you're making this podcast to talk about who's the people that you interact with. We want to have a platform for. Young black writers, uh, personalities, anything to be able to come talk about whether it be the NBA, NFL, MLB, uh, music, entertainment, things that you know just impact our culture on a daily basis and that we talk about all the time. We want to give a platform to people that look like us, yeah. and because it's not a lot of people that look like us that get the opportunity to be able to have that type of platform.
1: Yeah, that's a that's 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 a good point. Because I was um uh, I was actually. <laughs> You know, I messaged, me and Trevor message every once in a blue moon, argue about something. <laughs> I, was I was like, look, sure. man, at least, as much as I argue with all you guys in, in the league, I was like, I respect what you guys do, doing. I can't do anything but, but respect the vision as far as uh, doing a representation because um, yeah. I think on a timeline, something like an extremely high percentage of NBA media is white and it's 75 80% black league. Not to say that white media can't cover a black sport, but it's something to be said about representation and um, – understanding where certain guys are coming from and i think you guys have a, a unique opportunity to to bring that to the fall and I'm, a, I'm looking forward to see what you guys do with that
0: yeah 100 that's like you just hit the nail on the head it, it's 80 80 african-american or black league and it's not that many <laughs>
1: right, right, right. writers
0: that look like us like you said there's nothing wrong with the white writers or anything like that because it's a lot of good, good ones as well i read yeah. a lot of their work as well but you know you just want to have people that look like you sometimes be able to speak for you as well, or at least speak to you if you're an athlete.
1: And right, right, right.
0: That's that's what we're trying to do.
1: Right. So just starting to go into some basketball real quick. Speaking of uh, media, so this week the NBA announced that um, all the awards that will be handed out for this season will not count the eight games that are going to happen in the bubble, and that yeah. it's every, everything's done pretty much and uh Before this was announced, announced, a lot of people were worried that uh, possibly Anthony Davis or Giannis or LeBron was going to end up on second team All-NBA because they weren't worried about how the positions were going to work, but they did announce that Anthony Davis qualifies as a center and LeBron qualifies as a guard. So talk to me about who you have on your your first team All-NBA and just how you came to that decision.
0: Yeah, I think that they they made the right decision as well not to count these eight games towards any awards or anything because – it's a lot of different variables and right, like right. a lot of, and the guys who aren't going to be here, like I think it, it's just fair for everybody's awards and everything to end at the same time.
1: Yeah, it's the a crazy, process. crazy, crazy situation.
0: Yeah. So I think my first team all NBA um, with them announcing that, I think, I think it has to be like a no, a no brainer. Almost you have to go, you definitely have to have Giannis, LeBron, Anthony Davis.
1: Those are are unanimous. Those are unanimous guys. I think
0: those three are definitely lots. I think that James Harden leading the league in scoring again, it gets the second nod for me as the other guard spot next to LeBron. And I know people hold Kawhi's low management (laughs) against him, but the Clippers still are the second seed in the West. And Mm -hmm. I don't think there's another forward better than him like there is yeah. like when you look down like if, it'd be different if he set these games out and I felt like there was if Kevin Durant was playing if Kevin Durant was playing and Kawhi set these games and KD was like the regular KD and he was playing every game right okay then you have you have an argument for me to put him over Kawhi but when you look at what Kawhi is doing he's it's a career high in scoring this year it's career high in assists um when he plays the Clippers like they look like the Clippers like when they yeah, right, like, right they look like the Clippers so I just think that Kawhi, he gets that that small forward nod for me. So I would go LeBron, Harden, Kawhi, Giannis, and Anthony Davis as my five for the first team all in yet.
1: We actually have the same exact first team. I was my my exact first team down to the team. My thing with Kawhi was I I found myself falling into that trap with the low management. Then I do some research, I found out he's played exactly three less games than Luka Doncic. Yeah. So, So 54 games to 51. That three games wasn't enough for me to take him off Luca. No. Or take him off to have Luca on there, especially the defensive side of the ball. It's not really yeah. close as far as what they bring on that end of the court. So
0: And one guy is the second seed yeah. and other guy is, is in seventh. Like Yeah, exactly.
1: Just, that and that was the difference between Harden and Luca for me as well. Like they I was splitting yeah. hairs and then I had to give it to right now I think Houston's sixth seed and Dallas yeah. seventh. I you mean know, the games are like one or two apart, just gave it to Harden based off that. Uh, I give Harden a lot of flack for how he plays whatever, but the, the thing is it takes a lot of energy and, and fitness to do what he does. I, I will say that. Like, I don't think it works 100%. for winning when it matters, but you got to be in shape to have that type of usage and take that type yeah. of beating every every year. So I do respect that, that part of his game. Exactly. It's crazy. All right, so going on, now that we found out, we know all the awards are, um, are set in stone. No, nothing but the eight games. Who do you have for your MVP?
0: Um I think like I I tweeted out earlier this week I'm not going to be mad at either decision whether it's Giannis or LeBron but I think when you look at like I think it's something to be said like I'm everybody knows I'm a huge LeBron guy like LeBron my guy <laughs> right, like I don't I don't make any I don't hide that at all but like Giannis has the edge in like every stat except for assists I think like so and then the Bucks have the better record um The main argument you could make for LeBron over Giannis, I think would just be the on-off numbers for him, what he looks like, what the Lakers look like when he sits versus when he's on the court. But I think if you switch the roles, if you switch, if LeBron was leading Giannis in every statistical category, I don't think we would be having much of an argument right now. So I want to keep it as fair as possible for Giannis Look at this respectable
1: young man. (laughs) (laughs) Like,
0: like, because if the the roles are reversed, I don't think that, I think we would be looking at them. near a unanimous. Like, selection and I don't think that necessarily is. I think that it's a, it's a a close race of sorts but I think that Giannis is going to get the edge and I think that Giannis for the first what like four months of the season he was better and LeBron turned the switch on right, at right, the right. end but maybe if he would have got to finish the whole season and everything would have gone how it was supposed to maybe he could have closed the gap a little bit more but I just think the gap is too wide at the, it was just too wide at that point like yeah. I don't think I don't put too much stock in a head-to-head matchup, like at the end of the season because Giannis got the better of them when they played earlier in the year as well. So I think Giannis has the MVP award. I think it's just, I think he'll he'll repeat as the MVP.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of similar with you. I feel like uh, Giannis had a, just got out to an amazing start and got the big lead early, and then yeah. um, LeBron did start to close the gap. I'll say that because Le- Le- Giannis was running away with it, the, and then LeBron, yeah to close the gap you could see he was getting into that mode before the, the COVID stuff happened and then um they beat the 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 Bucks and Clippers back to back and he was yeah. the, the best player on the floor so I think he really shrunk the gap but I think just the stoppage and just where we were at that point it kind of I think it kind of robbed us of like a photo finish for that award but yeah I would have to give it to Giannis so we got the we're both here on the MVP let's go to uh defensive player of the year who you got
0: this is probably the, the hardest one for me, to be honest with you, because um Giannis has been, like, amazing on defense as well this year, too. Like, I don't think – like, Giannis has been incredible. But I do think it's something to be said with – Larry Nance broke it down on Twitter. I think it was – I saw that he had about, the
1: perfect tweet. He had the perfect tweet for how I feel.
0: I think – I mean, not Giannis. Uh, Larry Nance broke down exactly how I think most people who – I want to say watch both of them defend, and Anthony Davis in particular, like it just seems like he affects everything on the floor, on the defensive yep. side of the yep. ball. Like yep. especially, and I, I hate to, to factor in the degree of difficulty and stuff, but I think that the Bucks have better defenders around Giannis, whereas the Lakers, if you watch Anthony Davis, like he cleans up a lot. For <laughs> Man, <Lakers>. he, <laughs> I because, think we saw, we saw like, that today. <laughs> yeah, when he went out, like they look completely different against yeah. the the Orlando Magic, and like he cleans up a lot of a lot on the backside when guys get beat because the Lakers they struggle with with guards who can get into the paint, and everything who yep. can create off yep. the bounce. That's like their their Achilles heel for defense. And Anthony Davis has done a great job this whole year being able to um basically cover cover that for them and. And that's why I think AD would be my choice for defensive player of the year. I just think that I don't think there's a more impactful defender in the league than Anthony Davis. I think that if he comes switch out on it, he can switch out on the perimeter and hold his own. He's one of the best rim protectors in the league. Top two or three guys with with uh, a, a protecting the paint. And I just think he's the most versatile defensive player and he's been the catalyst behind the Lakers being the best defensive team in the Western Conference I believe probably. So um, Anthony Davis would get my edge, but Giannis has had a great year. I just think that Giannis having a guy like Brooke Lopez next to him as well as Eric Bledsoe in the backcourt, and Wes Matthews as well, who's done a great job defensively. I think they just have a, a more stout defense where I think Anthony Davis, his impact, if you take him off the Lakers...
1: Ooh, defense be a uh, Yeah,
0: yeah the defense, <laughs> no, really, literally, it, would be, be it, it would be mid. It would be mid. And I think that if you take Giannis off of the Bucks, the defense definitely loses something, but it's still... Other high it's still a top, still top to 10 defense to me. Exactly. I believe that will still be a top 10 defense. So I think the gap is just too wide and mm-hmm. what both teams would be if you take both of them off of their respective uh, teams. And so that's why I, I give the edge to Anthony Davis for defensive player of the year.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that. And part of me, I, I hate punishing guys for playing with better players when I talk about awards. <laughs> but it's same. so close, right? It's so close you have to factor in. Plus, I think the, the, diff, the slight difference is, Anthony Davis is has a, a help defender. I think he's better than Giannis that, I think he's better than Giannis in that regard, as far as coming over to take a charge or coming over to contest a shot or thinking yeah. he, he defends the rim out an elite level. He's out there locking down, you know, two through five, you know. So I think backing all that in, Anthony Davis is a slight now. What loses me is these guys. I read the ESPN article with Zach Lowe, and he down there he had uh, Anthony Davis fighting with Rudy Gobert, and I was like, yeah. That's, that's that's that was disrespectful to me. I was like, "Cause Rudy Gobert is great. He's a great defender, but he's great in his pocket at what he does, which is yeah. protect the rim and just clog up clog up the paint. Right? He's not gonna come out there and switch and lock and wreck your whole set with switching yeah. up, locking down the wing. That's why I think is they use these metrics, which are defensive metrics are awful anyway. They're they're so inexact, right? So I don't I don't
0: I don't ever understand them because they don't count the right guy when they credit somebody as, like, the, the defender or somebody getting, right. like, guarding somebody. I don't think that it's ever – it doesn't match what my eyes are exactly, telling me. Exactly, exactly. So.
1: Remember I posted that video when they showed
0: yeah
1: exactly LeBron blowing by Giannis, and then, yet yeah, they credited Harris, they credited, they credited uh, somebody else getting scored on. So I was like, yeah. this is weird how they use the metrics, but I'm with you, man. It's those two, and then you can have Gobert in a close third, but it's it's A.D. or Giannis I leaning towards A.D.
0: I agree with the Bear point because – and I know you're not supposed to use anything besides the regular season, but I just – it sticks out in my head constantly just like we've seen him two straight years in the playoffs, like where Played they off the floor. play the Rockets and exactly he can not play. And I think that, like you said, he's an elite rim, rim protector. He's one of the best at just guarding the paint. But I think Giannis and AD just can do much more on that side of the floor than he can, and so that's why – and I just think that, like, Gobert, bear if your like, your team is, uh, once again, like, standings, like, standings coming to play yeah. as well. Like,
1: winning, winning, like winning the, matters.
0: The Jazz are fifth or fourth or wherever they are, and the Lakers are first, the Bucks are first. I gotta go with one of those two guys. And, yeah, I like I said, yeah. I asked Anthony Davis.
1: And I'll even give you an example, like, this season for me, just seeing the, the difference in those two. Like, everybody knows who follows me, like, I'm, I'm a huge Brandon Ingram fan. Like I've yeah. seen I've seen what he's done to Utah this year. They they put Gobert oh. and pick they pick Gobert and pick and roll. He plays the drop, drop coverage. Ingram's a yeah he had forty five on him or something? Yeah, forty nine. He's a 49. tremendous <laughs> tremendous mid range shooter, so it's a shooting gallery. He yeah, had forty nine in uh New Orleans. He had like thirty four or thirty five when they played him yeah. in Utah. So it's like yeah. you see what Ingram and he's struggling against the Lakers cause he can't you can't do that with eighty. He's gonna switch out and I'm gonna lock you down out there. So like just little exactly. stuff like that I noticed throughout the season is where I tend to give the nods to. So we got, I agree. We got defensive player of the year done. So who you have for six man? Hmm. Six man.
0: I, I feel like it's a cop out. I feel like you almost, you have to go with, with Lou Williams. Don't you? Like you kind of have, like. I know Jordan Clarkson has had a great year, and he uh especially going over to Utah, I think that he's in a winning position now or winning environment. So just but score. But just the come jazz off and score. Get, exactly, just just <laughs> score. And but I think the Jazz don't get enough coverage to where his he could get enough of a backing um so I think it really is probably gonna come down to Lou Will and Trez to be honest with you I think it's it's gonna come down to two guys on the Clippers um oh somebody that somebody else is in my that I have in mind who actually could be a dark horse that might actually be the the right option don't
1: take my pick who is
0: it I Dennis Schroeder and that was that my Schroeder. pick, that's, <laughs> Dennis, pick. Dennis <laughs> that's my pick Dennis, Dennis Schroeder okay OKC. like I think Dennis Schroeder is going he has a strong case. Like I think if, if voter fatigue were to set in and Lou Williams they wanted to give somebody other than Lou Williams and they wanted to look for look at somebody outside of the Clippers, Dennis Schroeder is probably the guy. I think he's averaging what eighteen points off the bench for, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's for just, the Thunder. Like and so and that team is basically it goes I don't want to say it goes as far as those three guards taken because Galinari has been really good as well and so is Steven Adams. Right,
1: right. But it's
0: basically Schroeder and, and Shea for the first three quarters, Chris Paul for the fourth, but um
1: and those three Schroeder guards are the engine. those three guards are the engine. Exactly.
0: Those three guards drive that team and right. nobody expected them to be the fourth seed or wherever they are right now in the Western Conference when the season started. I thought they were gonna struggle to make the playoffs to be honest with you. I had them probably like tenth. So I thought yeah, I thought Portland insane. was gonna be better and I thought uh, I thought the Pelicans were gonna be healthier and be better. I didn't think Memphis was gonna be better than them, but I didn't think they were gonna be in the playoffs. And now they're the fourth seed, so I think Schroeder has a very strong case. So actually, that might be my choice. Dennis Schroeder. I'm gonna go with somebody other than Lou Williams. Dennis Schroeder is, is the choice I'm gonna make.
1: Yeah, Schroeder. Schroeder was my choice. Like I said, and I think part of it for me is the um, the expectation. We probably shouldn't play into it, but it kind of does. You know how voters are human. <laughs> yeah. I think in the back in the back of everybody's mind, like you didn't expect OKC to be where they were. Kind of forgotten. Schroeder's kind of forgotten. Everybody thinks, well, how's he gonna fit in? They got Shea and Chris Paul there. How's he gonna fit in and then he comes in and just absolutely fits in greatly and then play plays plays very well. And that team yeah. is probably the surprise team in the league, if I'm being honest. Like just rejected. So I'm with that. All right. And then last award, we are not two more, two more, two more. Uh last player award. Who do you have for most improved player? Most improved player. They'll, I they'll
0: think... make
1: don't make me upset.
0: <laughs> no, I already know, it. I know where you're going to go. And you have actually – it's a very, very, very – when I asked you about this on Twitter, I think it was yesterday, and you made a very good point when I asked you, like, as far as the number two pick with Brandon Ingram, like how do you weigh that in? And you said drafting is an inexact science. And so I, I usually lean into the side of, like, you know, if guys are taking that high, you kind of had an idea that they were going to be this good, especially a guy like Ingram. I don't think people really – I paid attention to how good he he was playing last year for the Lakers before the season, before the blood clots uh, kicked in. Uh, It was easy to focus on the Anthony Davis trade drama, LeBron being injured, all the different storylines, and I don't think people really actually honed in on, like, everything we're seeing in New Orleans this year from him is kind of what we saw the last probably, what, 12, 14 games, month of the season before he had blood clots last year.
1: Yeah, it's the only um, thing different. He's taking more threes, but he's playing the same exactly. same swagger. He's just taking more threes, but everything exactly. else.
0: I'm about everything
1: else looks the same.
0: He's taking more threes, and so which is completely unlocked his game, taking it to another level because right. now he's a complete three level scorer. Um, I think Ingram would probably be the guy who just makes the most sense, I guess. But I will probably say Shea Gilders Alexander as well. I don't know how guys feel about giving second year guys an award, but um. He made a jump from, I think, like, nine, ten points last year for Clippers. Now, granted, he has more opportunity on the Thunder. Right, right. But to turn like you said, we, we said the same thing with Schroeder. Like, that team goes as far as those three guards.
1: Right.
0: And um, you – nobody – I don't think when they made the trade for Chris Paul and when they got Shea as well, I don't think anybody predicted them to be ahead of the Rockets and I don't think that anybody really them to have home court, and Shea is a big part of it. So I think those two I think those two have separated themselves from every, oh, from everybody else, but also another third guy, the third guy that I'll throw in there who's was my pick before the season, but I don't think he's going to win because I think those two guys have just, like, blown past expectations. Bam. Is, uh, Bam out yeah, of <laughs> He was my pick before the season. I, I, I have the tweet and everything where I picked Bam as my most improved player, and I think Bam proved me right as far as having a great season, becoming an all-star, one of the best defensive players in the league, um, And I think those three guys have had phenomenal years, but I do think it's going to come down to Ingram and Shea. And I think Ingram is going to get the edge mainly because he became an all-star and Bam did as well. But I think that Ingram's box score stats just took mm-hmm. the biggest leap out of anybody yeah. else. And I know.
1: I, I was going uh, to say that if, if Zion doesn't get hurt, it probably goes to Bam because Ingram's instead of being a 25, probably closer to twenty, twenty one, twenty two. Yeah, 22. And Bam is, can probably, you know, Get away because he's excellent on both ends of defences off, off the charts. He's one of the no, few guys I saw who could like bang with Zion and hold his own. That was crazy to watch. But
0: he's strong. He he's giving he's give he gave uh Giannis problems in their first matchup this yeah. year when they played the Bucks. Like Bam is like he's a different guy. Like he can guard in the paint, like you said, he can bang with, with big strong guys and then he moves his feet well yeah, enough I'm on space, the perimeter yeah, as well. Where, space, yeah. where he doesn't he's not a complete liability. So yeah.
1: But yeah, I'm just I'm I'm going with Ingram, just uh <laughs> coming off the coming off the the blood the blood crowd situation, I've taken everything into account. Uh, the injuries, yeah. he kind of you know New Orleans struggled, but they were able to kind of stay afloat because you know he really blossomed into a uh, somebody who can carry an offense if need. He didn't have much
0: of an offseason, did he? Like
1: he didn't. He got cleared for basketball activity a month before the season started. It was crazy.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he can't. He averaged twenty five this year. Like he is. yeah, that's crazy. All
1: right, and the last one. Um, Coach of the Year, last one.
0: See, Coach of the Year, this is the one that I struggle with because my choice, honestly, and I know I'm, I'm probably going to get killed for this, but I want to say Nick Nurse, like, to be honest with you. Like,
1: that's that, that's, my, that, pick. Like, <laughs> that's my, my pick. Nick
0: Nurse, like, really, like, they, <laughs> lost Kawhi, they lost Kawhi. They lost Kawhi. They lost Kawhi Leonard. After they won the championship, I know people are gonna say, "Oh, they won the championship, everything." But it's not easy to lose your best player and still be viewed as. I think they can win the championship again this year. To be honest with you, like I would not be shocked if the Raptors won the title. I think they have everything they need, and Nurse has established himself firmly as one of the best coaches in the league. Right.
1: Um, I saw something that was interesting that that I kind of pick backing back off what you just said here. That you get kind of 2004 piston vibes from the Raptors, and I was like, for this era, like how the basketball is played, like that's 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 like a, that's a, you know, that's equivalent, you know, that's yeah. that's, that's similar. So I, I kind of get what you say, like it's a outside shot that they could win a championship. So my fault. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead.
0: No, no I think yeah, Nick Nurse is just like to be able to get those guys. I, I, a lot of people probably expected them to be good because they have a very good roster. But I don't know if a lot of people really believe that they would have still been – they they're second in the East right now, aren't they? Yeah. I believe they're – Number two seed. They're the two seed. Like, that's – they're in the same exact spot they were last year. with right. Without Kawhi Leonard. And I think if they have Kawhi, they would be my pick. I think they would be clearly the best team in the league if they have Kawhi Leonard still. Um, but, like, the fact they still are probably top five in the league, top five team, nurse – is probably my choice for for Coach of the Year. I don't think uh, Bud won it last year. You can't give it to him again for winning 50-plus yeah. games. Right, right. Uh Vogel, you're coaching LeBron and Anthony Davis. I think he's going to get penalized for that. Um, Doc Rivers, the Clippers are who we thought they were going to be, so you can't really give it to him. Um, and I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know. The, who is the head coach in Memphis right now? I can't even tell you who the Ta- Taylor head coach. Jenkins. <laughs> Taylor Jenkins. So, <laughs> like, and I don't know if you're giving an eight seed coach of the year. Like, they, they clearly have outperformed expectations, but he's not going to get it. And so maybe somebody other than Nurse would probably be maybe Billy Donovan because for the reasons we've explained already with the Thunder, like, they've completely outperformed expectations as well. Yeah. So those would probably be my two choices as far as guys who I think legitimately have a chance at winning would be Nurse and Donovan. And I think I'm going to to Nick Nurse. Just because like you lose your best player and you still on pace to win 58 games or whatever before the suspension.
1: Of yeah, same, same same thing with me as Nurse. You know, you lose the you know the top two player in the league after off a championship. and Then guys just come in ready. Just just like just going even deeper. That whole Raptors development system is just nasty. Just they got guys 100%. who can play. Just going down. Just even like you got Pascal, uh, Norman Powell came out of this out of this world this year. Uh, they have yeah. Fleet last year. I mean, top of that, you got uh, OG Ananobi who blossomed. me. Like, just, just the way they just have guys ready to play, these long, rangy, athletic guys, and they teach them how to play. Chris basketball. Boucher this
0: year, yeah. Like, Boucher they just bring these guys out of nowhere. Right?
1: Exactly. So him and then a second would be uh, – I would probably go either Stevens or Donovan just yeah. based on – because, you know, Boston's really small. They just find a way to win. You know, they're a really small team. but still probably going to get a lot done. But you yeah, have Donovan as well. You lose a – you can't lose a talent. You lose Westbrook and Paul George. And then it's like we're still gonna be a factor in this Western Conference, so I'll give a lot of kudos to him as well. Thanks. All right, so we got uh, we got our awards done. We talked about the all NBA. So today the the Lakers played their the second. We're both Lakers fans, so you know we're gonna <laughs> obviously gonna finish off with some Laker talk. So uh, the Lakers, you know, played their second of two scrimmages uh today. They played Dallas first, uh they played uh, Orlando today just looked really good, and when they were locked in, just pretty much picking off where they left off when, the, when they were on that tear when the season stopped. So, uh, yeah. what do you think about the, the two scrimmages?
0: Uh, the first game against Dallas in the first twenty minutes, when AD and LeBron played, they were like clear, they were like clearly the better team. Like they just yeah. they like they were locked in defensively. The the Ma- the Mavericks came out, they made they made a few threes early, and Seth Curry was hot. And but when the Lakers settled in, like they go to another level defensively that few that only a few teams can match can reach. Yep. Like, like maybe the Bucks and I think the Clippers and the Clippers are like fully engaged, yep, like, are the, the only yep. things that, that could probably like match that same level of defensive intensity. And they really like suffocate you and they cut you, they cut off all angles to the basket, they protect the paint. Um, so I thought they looked really good in that first half when LeBron and AD played him, and then like you said today, it, it just looks like they picked up where the season left off. Like before Anthony Davis got poked in the eye and had to leave, they were dominating the Magic. The Magic couldn't get clean looks, or they, and when they do get clean looks, they just couldn't shoot. But like, <laughs> like they, yeah, uh, that was ugly. But um, yeah, it was ugly. But the Lakers, they just looked like they were ready to go, and it I. You you said this as well, and I agree with you. I think there's a game of I don't want to say cat and mouse, but there's something going on between the Clippers and the Lakers. Because the Clippers, they said them, I I tweeted out when they played their first half against uh the Magic as well in the first scrimmage. They looked really sharp. They did not look mm-hmm. like they had they had set out for four months or whatever it's been. And I think the Lakers might have taken note of that when they came out and played the Ma- the Mavericks, and they looked sharp as well. And I I think that both of those teams look like they're ready like, really, really meet each other in that Western Conference Finals. Scene. I'm ready for Thursday night uh, for when the season starts back and the game is officially played. But the Lakers have looked really good so far. Uh, Dion Waiters looks like he can potentially yes. give them yes. Some, yes. some legitimate scoring off of the bench from a guard off the bounce. Which Give gives Rondo a, a suit.
1: Give Rondo yeah, a suit. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> Put him in one of those polos with, with Frank Vogel and, right. and Phil Handy and those guys. And so I think that uh, Waiters gives them a dynamic that they've needed the whole season. Um, like you don't want to put too much stock into these scrimmages yet, but I think that what he, what he, his skill set that he offers is is needed. And he's gonna, he makes tough shots. He makes n- n- something out of nothing. He can make something out of nothing. And you need somebody to, other than LeBron to be able to yep. consistently create some type of offense off the dribble. Um, and I just think that their offense moves it, it, it flowed a little bit better with waiters out there because they don't have somebody like Rondo pounding the rock. Traffic
1: and cop, man. I was Rondo was exactly. a traffic cop with the ball, man. Just holding <laughs> yeah. in, like, it, it
0: kills me. And he's not, and teams don't have to guard him because he, he's not a shooter. He's not yeah. a threat, so t- it it clogs the spacing, and he just isn't an ideal fit in that second unit. And I think with Waiters, you you can have him. Caruso now you don't have to. Caruso can just do the dirty work plays and everything that he's used to doing, slashing and stuff like that. Hustle guy. Uh, Kuzma, he looked really good today. He settled in after a rough um, Friday against the, the Mavericks – or Thursday against the Mavericks, but he looked really good today. Um, Dwight is going to be what Dwight has been, like, all season for the most part. It's only it's a few matchups that are bad for him, but, like, I don't think that there are many teams where he's not going to be able to be effective.
1: And he's a good situational so, big. God, he's a real exactly. good situational big.
0: And then we still haven't even seen Markeith Morris get back out there with him yet either, so – I think they, they, they have – they they're a sneaky deep team. Like, they don't have a bunch of guys who can do a bunch of – they don't have the versatility, I think, that the Clippers do with their depth. Like, they have guys come off the bench who can go get it off the bounce, like, and just create their own offense. But I think that the Lakers have able bodies who fit in specific roles for them. And I think with Waiters, he adds a different dynamic that they haven't had.
1: Yeah, just going off your point, I think what the Lakers have, that the Clippers, between injuries and the season stoppages – the Lakers have defined roles with the guys who are you can call them limited or specialists, like they know what they're gonna do. The Clippers never really got a chance to establish that. So we'll see like how that plays out in a head to head. I think I said out earlier, you know, uh with the Lou Will situation as far as him leaving the bubble to go to Magic City. I was yeah. like I guess against <laughs> wow. the, the Lakers, if he if he plays, that helps the Lakers because he takes yeah. a lot of clutch possessions away from Kawhi. And on top of that, he's he's not a good defender, and the Lakers just kind of hunt him down every they time. They gonna hunt him out, yeah. So it's I think the the Lakers have more. Also, the Lakers are a better defensive team too. They're much yeah. better. They're a better defensive team. They're not much better, but they're they're clearly better. The defensive team, the Clippers. And on top of that, they have defined roles for their guys. So there's more of a guys are more comfortable on the floor. Clippers. We still have to see as far as continuity. Paul George's got to go back in there. Uh, Bev left the bubble, so he got the other guys getting in there. So that eight games with the Clippers, trying to catch some real quick chemistry in a bottle. That's going to be real interesting to see.
0: Yeah, uh, Shaman, but, is Samit even back yet? Is Samit back for them?
1: Yeah, just he just got back. He's in his core team yeah. protocol, I believe. So yeah. it's, I agree with you as far as Dion. Dion is a, like been a revelation. Again, we'll see if it sticks against more competition. I think uh, Orlando Magic is a tough barometer because they're missing guys are already limited offensively, so it's just a. A tough gauge, but I did like what I see. But I, I did like what I uh, like what I saw. And Coos uh, it just it was just you know the roller coaster continues. What yeah. you say? <laughs> it's Up and down. It's, yeah, a, it's, it's just, a roller you know, coaster. First, but I will say this: the, what the difference between the, the the first game and the second game is the second game is he wasn't trying to do so much off the dribble. It was catch and shoot. Yeah. I'm going to cut. I think that's more the role for him as a yeah. th- three and D because he's gotten he's gotten better defensively. Nobody can really deny that. Defensively, he's has made big strides. If he's just catching and shooting, or just real quick, getting one one dribble, two dribble moves to the basket, I think he's good there. But the creation and then trying to push it in, had him doing pick and roll up, pick and, and roll. stuff like that. Yeah, 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 I saw the guy pick and roll. His his pick and roll, like his pick and roll percentile isn't very good. He doesn't do a lot because just just not a strength there. It's just not a strength there. No, it,
0: but, uh, but like I agree with you. He he looked really good on like he made he had a couple one dribble pull ups today as well where is yeah. something is something quick, like you said catch and shoot or slashing or just wonderful pull up when he doesn't have to think too much or create anything, Kuzma becomes a much more effective player,
1: right and so, I agree, agree
0: yeah, I agree with you on that point about Kuzma and just like simplifying the game for, him.
1: all right, so we gotta we gotta obviously, so who. We know you think we think the Lakers are coming out the West uh, real quick. Who do you think is coming out the East? We know it's a, you know it's a four team race pretty much. You got the uh, unless you have somebody else. A lot of people to believe in Miami. I'm like Ugh. or Philly. I'm, I'm
0: not. I'm not hundred really percent sold on so Miami. You got you got, you, uh, got, you got
1: you got Milwaukee, Toronto, Boston, and then you know Miami, Philly is those that four or five spots. So who you got coming out the East to see the Lakers when it all comes down um, to?
0: See, Philly was my pick before the season. Same here.
1: Philly fooled a lot of people, man. Philly fooled a lot of
0: people. Philly was my pick before the season, and I just think one I don't know how – it's going to come down to – for them, Joel Embiid, how much does he really want to play? I don't know how much he really (laughs) wants to be in Orlando. So how much does he really want to play? And, like – like they don't have, there's technically no no away games in Orlando, so I guess like that's I don't know if that's a positive for you. Yeah, them, we don't know yet because they, they stink
1: on the road, but we don't. Exactly, no they,
0: they were horrible on the road this year, but at home they they were basically unbeatable.
1: Yeah, and
0: so I just don't know what Philadelphia we we're getting in this bubble, yep. so I can't in, in in good faith pick them. I can't confidently pick them to win this. They were my pick before the season. Um. Like you said, Miami. I don't think they have enough guys that I trust in this. Like they, Kendrick Nunn, Tyler Hero. They have guys that just have not been there yet. Who,
1: yeah, that, that's like, definitely. Like I there.
0: just can't, and I, I just don't know if I can trust them yet. I need to see it before I can believe it. Uh, Boston, if they had a legitimate big, they would probably be my clear pick. But the, the fact same, that they yeah. they don't oh. have a big, I watched them play. Uh, who did they play their scrimmage yesterday? They were playing OKC. And Stephen Adams was getting whatever he wanted in the paint. And yeah, that Cannon's was just, oh, just
1: not defenders. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and that was a, that was alarming for me. And I saw when I saw that happen, I was like, Giannis will average thirty five That's why I
1: guys. saw you like tweeted they, that. Yeah,
0: they can't keep him out the paint. They won't, they won't be able to keep him out the paint. And if you can't stop Giannis from living in the paint, you're not, The Bucks will beat them in like probably five or six games. Um, so it leaves me with Toronto as the best possible matchup for the for the Bucks because I think they. Without Kawhi, that's a huge loss because he was, like, the guy who before Giannis would get to the wall, you'd have to get through Kawhi to get to the wall. And I don't know if Ananubi is quite ready to take on that same burden that Kawhi had as far as, like, guarding Giannis out on the perimeter before he would get to Serge Ibaka, Marcus Gasol, Pascal Siakam on the back end. Yeah. Um and I don't know I think that the loss of Kawhi will end up in a series against the Bucks. I think it'll be enough to where the Bucks can get past them this year. I think that'll be the big difference is like there's no yeah. Kawhi this year. There's no guy that you know just you can give him the ball and he's going he's the best player on the floor. Like yeah, I don't that, think they have that.
1: Yeah, that that's why um, I can't that's why I can't go Toronto because Yeah. You know, Toronto was very talented, very deep. We I think everybody underestimated how deep that, that team was. But mm-hmm. If you go through that Eastern Conference playoff run, they would go through droughts where they just could not yeah. get a bucket and it came down to Kawhi just being who he was, being great like he is and getting buckets in. With that not there this year, I think it kind of bites him in, in the rear end of, in the yeah. series. So I think I, I would have to go, like, I want to believe in Boston because of the, but the size is really a factor over the course of the series. I think the Milwaukee might wear them down. A lot of it depends yeah. on the matchup. So I probably would lean – Bucks as the matchup with the Lakers in the finals, and like I said, I told everybody this the same thing. I think the I think the Bucks beat the Clippers. Or I think the Lakers beat the Bucks. So that I think that's how that. Yeah, it's that a matchup.
0: It comes down to it yeah. matchup.
1: I think just um, so yeah, I got the Bucks coming out the East, but I think that's not set in stone to me because of, you know we know how Giannis is going to be defended, right? Just middle, there's yeah. a lot on Middleton's plate. Those guys have to be confident, knock down shots when they say Giannis is not getting to the bucket. They were not able to do that last year. Some of those guys fell mm-hmm. off a cliff with their shooting. The moment was just too big for them. So we'll see what happens.
0: Like, can you trust Eric like is Bledsoe going right. Right. to be Like, Like, bit <laughs> right. of like, like, is, like, bit like a little trust guys like little bit of a and bit of guys and that type of guys in of a those right of moments? Um,
1: right, right. think
0: like, I think that – I think I'm always going to put stock in who has the best player. Like, I think, and
1: I think Giannis
0: is the Giannis is the best player in the Eastern Conference. Like, I don't think it's close. I think that he had, like, where out West, it could be a coin flip. When the Lakers and the Clippers play any given night, it could be Kawhi or LeBron could be the best player on the floor. Right. I don't right. think that there's any question out East who the best player on the floor is every game mm-hmm. at the, the buck step on the floor. And so I think, Maybe Tatum, the guy, maybe, maybe Tatum.
1: Maybe Tatum. It, has those, it, Tatum has those nights yeah. where he just, I'm not missing the night.
0: Fact. That's facts. That's yeah. facts. Tatum, Tatum has a very, very high ceiling to where, like you yeah. said, if he's not missing, he looks like he could be the best player on the floor. So yeah, right. uh Like, and so maybe if, if Tatum averages 30 in a series against the Bucks an uh, uh, efficient 30, maybe then he could, they could, the Celtics could, could get them out of here or maybe like force it to go deep. But, like you said, that lack of size is a problem. And like I said with Toronto, like you, and you made you made a very great point about it was times like just especially that Philadelphia series
1: stick in my mind. Like <laughs> they could not think score.
0: It, they couldn't score, and he would and he would just go get a bucket. Like yeah. just go get a bucket. And I think that the, there's only two other guys in the league I think capable of even replicate coming close to having a series like that. And I think it's Kevin Durant, a healthy KD, and LeBron. LeBron like, yeah, Giannis. I yeah, mean, me yeah. not Giannis. Kawhi is like that series against Philadelphia. Like he went to a different level, a place yeah. that very JD few and guys. Are JD and Brown, that's
1: There's
0: it. Is only is very few guys capable of going to that level, and so when you take him off of that roster, like, I, I I don't know if they beat Philadelphia this year. Now Jimmy Butler isn't there, but like yeah. it just depends on who matchups out there. But I I'm just gonna go with the Bucks because you just when you have the best player, I think Giannis. I just don't think he's going to be denied this year. When you look around at the what the rest of the conference looks like, there's no Kawhi Leonard in his way. Um, and like you said, like the, the Celtics too small. Philadelphia is a head case. Uh, <laughs> Miami, you just don't. I haven't that. haven't seen those guys playing these big moments yet. And um, Toronto, there, there's not like I said, no Kawhi. So you, I, I just like the Bucks. The Bucks have not a clear path because I think that Boston and Toronto can give them trouble, but I think that they have as favorable of a path as you could possibly have to get into the finals for a contender. And so I'm gonna go with the Bucks versus the Lakers.
1: All right, there'll be Bucks first, versus the Lakers. So I, I expected to come on this episode and be arguing with with Cam the whole episode, <laughs> but ninety percent <laughs> of the picks in here we 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 are equivalent on. We also want this episode to be this is the build a bridge episode. Reach out so to somebody bridge. you blocked. <laughs> Not, I remember, because it's not that serious.
0: Yo, yo, that it's, it's really wild when when I look back and I think about it, I'm like, yo, like we had we we had a disagreement. We have a few. Yeah, that's that. that, that, that exactly. But then it's like it's like yo, like now, oh, like like you said, turning to somebody I interact with, damn, more than 95% of my time on a the timeline, they, they talking about basketball. Like he's like, yo, Maples really yeah. knows what we talking about. Like it was, it was it, it, it's really goofy, man. It's goofy at the at the time. Like I look back on it, I laugh now because we yeah, right. here on the pod. I, I, that, but, that's
1: actually one of the moments that made me step back and say, "I was like, okay, let let's reassess how we doing it. Sort of <laughs> exactly. And, just and kinda, I just like, kind of kind of ignore a lot of the noise and just like let let's talk some basketball, some people who who were genuine and coming from a solid place. So the, the, the respect is there definitely. Respect is there definitely. One
0: hundred percent is mutual, yeah. and so. Yeah, it's the build a bridge episode. Said. Like if you, whoever you got blocked, somebody you got blocked, reach out to them. <laughs> I don't block them. like if if it's over something that's really really minor. So All right,
1: so uh, yeah, man. Again, I want to appreciate the homie Cameron Hay from coming coming on a tip a hoop. Uh, follow him on Twitter, Cameron uh, underscore Hay right At Cameron underscore yeah. Hay. Give him a follow. Right. Good Laker fan knows what he's talking about with basketballs. Not super biased. Uh, Go ahead and give them a follow. Appreciate everybody for listening. Uh, Thank you. You can hit that subscribe button, pass it on to somebody else. Uh, We're doing this every week throughout the NBA season. Uh, Thank you for tapping in. And uh, that's a wrap. We out of here, baby. See you next week.